0: You're listening to another great podcast in the Stocklight Network.
1: And welcome to episode 22 of Three Geeky Ladies. I'm Elisa Pacelli, and with me is Suze Gilbert. Hi, Lisa. Hi, everyone. Hi. Unfortunately, Vicki Stokes is unable to join us today. She had some work and family commitments going on, so hopefully the three of us will get together soon. It's been a few weeks or about six, eight, six or eight weeks or so since the three of us have been together, so
0: hopefully next time we can... It's uh, springtime. Thing, things happen. But we still yeah. are the three geeky ladies, even though we've we been still two. Are. That's right.
1: It's lately been just a combination of two of us. So anything new going on with you, Suzette?
0: Um Well, I've been doing a lot of, you know, printmaking. Um, I've been working actually a lot with um, the paper app on the iPad with, you know, articulating ideas, design ideas, and also painting. And I really am falling in love with Procreate. That's probably my all-time favorite um, painting and drawing app. I kind of mix Procreate and then go into ArtRage to get the brush strokes because I love ArtRage. Uh, I, I love the fact that they have these really juicy brush strokes. But Procreate, if any of you haven't tried it out, it's just a fabulous, fabulous painting app. So that's mm. pretty much what I've been doing and working on some iPhonography projects. Procreate.
1: You know, I downloaded the paper app, and I could not get it to work. I ended up deleting it. Uh, what do you mean you couldn't get it to work? It just it – wouldn't, it wouldn't turn the page. I couldn't get any of the brushes to work. Well – So I deleted I, – so I uninstalled it and reinstalled it, and I still couldn't do it. And I just said – since I'm not an artist and I really don't do any sketching or anything, I was like, well, it's not that big of a deal. And so I just deleted it.
0: Well, paper itself, Paper by 53 – that we're talking about, um, they have a fabulous website. So if you go to Made with Paper, um, I think it's yeah, Made, made with Paper dot com, they will tell you um, the little eccentricities of the app itself because it's very different than than any app. Number one, it does not have layers. You mm-hmm. have journals. So when you open the app you have a journal, and when you tap on that, it will go full screen. And so, and to get out of that journal, Elisa, what you want to do is you pinch. You take your whole hand. It's a multi-gesture type thing. So, when you pinch, you basically um, get out of that particular journal. But if you want to turn the page, you do the same thing. You can pinch it, and then you can flip to another page. So, it's very different as far as, like, turning a page. If you do that if you try to swipe, that really doesn 't work. but if you um, take your all your fingers on the page and you kind of swoop them in like you 're picking up something, that basically will um, close that page or close that journal and As far as the tools, you get one to- free tool with that app, and that 's the calligraphy pen, which is this, which is this, just this beautiful um, calligraphic stroke pen. It's just gorgeous. The line quality is is just exquisite. I don't think I have found any app that has that. But the other apps are kind of great. Uh, excuse me. The other tools are great out. So, but you can use them as far as trying them out. Each of those will be about $1.99. Or you can buy all of them. I think it's around $8. It's like $7.99 to buy all of them. And it includes like a pencil, um, a marker, a water brush, and a, um, an outliner pen, and then you get a palette of nine colors. But if you want to go into the color mixer, that's another $1.99, but it's fabulous. You can mix any color. But again, the color mixer is very different. So if you select a palette color and you basically tap on the color mixer, this big circle, and you you know, go around with it, you'll mix into this blend so it kind of blends itself into another color so you can come up with all these permutations of color which is pretty cool and you can save them into a little palette box so there's kind of like this long palette box you just keep saving the colors that you like and if you want to undo there's no undo button really in paper what you do is you put two fingers on the screen and you you take those fingers and you kind of go into a um, I'm trying to, uh, counterclockwise and that rewinds it. Okay. So oh. it's just, it's a very different gestural type of drawing app, but it's very, very popular. If you go to madewithpaper.com, they have a Tumblr blog, but they also have a blog that they highlight people's creations. And some of these artists and um, just casual doodlers or, Um, architects, they're coming out with some really fabulous stuff with just this one app. And people like it because it's very simplistic. You know, it doesn't have layers. It doesn't have uh, an adjustable line or stroke width. What you see is what you get with it. So kind of that WYSIWYG. So give it another try. I would would definitely like to see you try it again. Take a look at the blogs and and see what you think about it. Yeah, I
1: just re-downloaded it. (laughs) But it's let's see, I'm taking my fingers and I'm oh, you know what it does? It says rewind.
0: Okay, rewind is basically undoing whatever stroke. So if you say, for instance, because I have about seven or eight journals and paper.
1: Oh, it did it. Yeah. I just I just did one stroke in a different color to test it and I'm doing rewind there it goes it it came off
0: And you know what's nice about the rewind um to let listeners know like say for instance you're in you're into a drawing and you know you want to go back like two strokes. That's what uh, Rewind allows you to do. It basically is keeping track of all your strokes and colors. So you can rewind it to the point in your drawing that you want to get back to and maybe redo. So that's really nice. And you can also duplicate your drawing. So if you found, if you did an outline of a drawing that you like, but you want to experiment with the colors, you can duplicate it. And so that's very nice as well. So basically, again, you take two fingers, kind of pinch it towards each other, and you come, to the, you come to the notebook. It'll have your title of the notebook. And if you want to duplicate it, then um, you basically can, let me see, is it uh, by 53, I think? Oh, I'm trying. There we go. I think if you, oh, I can't remember how, duplicate <clears> it. You can duplicate the.
1: This must have had an
0: update. It did. It had a big okay. update. Yeah.
1: This must have updated since I last tried it because before when I was like, do the pinching, nothing would happen. Now I just pinched like I. All right. I'm in a notebook right now. It says ideas. Right. It says 10 pages because I've been just like keep changing you know, uh going from one page to the next. But when I pinched. All right, so if I'm tapping it, so now I've got my color palette at the bottom, Mm -hmm. I've got a full page. I couldn't get out of that before to get back to my main notebooks. Now if I just pinch, it it, it brings it back to the word ideas across the top, 10 pages, and then you can almost see like my page is fanned out. Right. And then if I pinch it again, it closes the notebook and it shows three different notebooks. Okay. Which it did not do before.
0: The other thing that you can do with this is, if you look at your notebooks, like if you go right in, you know, at the main page where you have all the notebooks, there's a little eye for the information eye up in the top right hand corner. Mm -hmm. So that's where you can name your notebooks, and you can have as many as you want. There's no, um, you know, I don't think there's any uh, limit on it. You can choose a photo. So if you save like a drawing or you have a particular photo that you want to make the uh, journal cover, you can. Um, They also have, you know, some standard type of colors and designs you can put on there. And then at the bottom, of course, you can delete a notebook. You can uh, add a notebook. And you can also, um, you know, send your drawings via email. You can share them through Twitter or Facebook. So, They also have a welcome guide. If you look up in the top right-hand corner, you see the number 53. So that has like a tutorial. They have a support. They have the Made with Paper blog. So you Mm -hmm. actually can go right to that blog from there. I'm not sure if you can post there. But, you know, I I really – and it also supports Pogo Connect, which – is really nice because that is the, you know, the Bluetooth stylus that has some variable with lines and more and more apps are starting to support that. I, I really hate, I'm going to be honest with you. I hated paper when it came out. I thought it was greedy that you had to pay for everything and, oh, it had no layers and blah, 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 but it has really grown on me. And it's, it's in my dock now and I use it just about every single day. I absolutely love it. And if, there's many great artists that are using paper, but one of them is an illustrator. I really like some of her detail work, and her name is Sylvia Lynch, and she's from England. And uh, so check out her so check out her blog too on paper. She she does some really nice work with with this app. It's it's really amazing the amount of detail she gets. So there's there's some it will grow. I think it's one of those apps that really have to grow on you,
1: Alyssa. Yeah. At least now I know how to use it. Oh, it's driving me crazy.
0: Their water brush, I think I go on support, uh, their support uh, blog, and they, kind of hinting around, there's another update in the works. And I don't know if they're going to be offering another tool. I don't know uh, what it will be. But some people have complained that you can't Zoom with this app. Well, you actually can. It's a little workaround. If you go into settings and under accessibility, they have the three-finger Zoom tap that you can select on now is this under the settings with the the settings on the ipad iPad. so if you go into settings on the ipad and i think it's under um i want to say it's under accessibility so yes if you go into accessibility and if you look under vision there's zoom Mm -hmm. And that allows you to, du- when you double tap three fingers in the app, it'll zoom. So you can get more detail with your drawing if you want. Oh. It, I don't know if they're ever going to offer a zoom in paper because they like, I think they like the way it is. But you can get a zoom and work around it with putting that to on in accessibility. Okay. So that's just a little tip. The only bad thing about that
1: is as soon as I turned it on, my whole page zoomed. My whole page just got bigger. And
0: then you tap, <laughs> tap again, and you should be able to um, get out of the Zoom with, a three, with free, three fingers. Oh, maybe that's what I did yeah. wrong. Let me try that again. So zoom. Three, there we go. I did that once on my Mac, and I have <laughs> almost had a heart attack. And yeah. I, like, I, can't, I can't see anything on this. So, Elisa, how is Macworld? I, you got to go to out to San Francisco, and the weather was probably wonderful. It was in the sixties.
1: That's which good. coming from upstate. Oops, I can't get rid of my Zoom. <laughs> Don't worry about that later. Um, coming from upstate New York, where there was a little bit of snow on the ground and thirty degrees, that was great. So it was nice being able to just walk around in a sweatshirt jacket, and it the weather. So the weather was beautiful. Uh, the hotel was about maybe a ten minute walk to Moscone Center. And I'm not a bucket list person. I don't have a bucket list of things that I need to do before I die. But if you are a bucket bucket list type of person, and you are not necessarily have to be into Macs or Apple, but if you just love iOS, even if you're a staunch Windows user, you want to go to Macworld. I think it's definitely a bucket list type of, of event to go to. Now, I say that because it was my first time. I know there's other people who don't feel the same because they were there when it was in two buildings, when Steve Jobs did the keynote every year. So they're coming from a different perspective. But for me, first time there, I hope I can go again next year. Oh, that's good. I believe the dates are the February, I think it's February 1st, 2nd and 3rd. They're doing it Saturday, Sunday, Monday next year probably so they can catch more of the weekend crowd, the people that aren't working during the weekends. But um, I definitely learned from a media point of view what to do, what not to do, things that I need to adjust. You know, it was the first time. It's a learning experience. But it's,
0: it's fun. It sounded fun. You know, the thing is, is though, I – I know it's probably very different for people that have been there, you know, and gone there often. It's probably very different without Steve there because he just had this incredible amount of, you know, charisma and I mean I, I never have been to Macworld, but I used to get so excited just, you know, watching him. I I I used to get excited at any announcement that Steve Jobs made about a new Apple product. And I don't I don't see that Excitement. I mean, there's still an excitement, but it's not like Steve is there. He had a buzz. He really knew how to um, present things, I think, you know, to get oh, yeah. maximum excitement. Because, I mean, even if you did not like Apple, you wanted to have an iPhone or you wanted to have an iPad. You wanted to have whatever he was going to sell. I mean, he, he, it's amazing. It really is amazing. I, I kind of miss that, you know. I really do. But so what did you see there that really excited you as far as new products?
1: Um, it's, it's really not so much the new products. It was just being able to meet some of the people that either we've done reviews for on my Mac mm-hmm. or products that we use. Like I just started using CrashPlan, you know, in the, in the fall and getting to meet one of the people from CrashPlan. Um, Vicky does reviews for Fujitsu scanners. And getting to meet the people from Fujitsu. And she did a review for HP and, you know, getting to meet those people. So, and and also talking to a lot of the people, just their excitement, you know, the vendors. Like there's one vendor um, for headphones. I didn't go in looking for a set of headphones. But when I got there, I realized, you know, well, actually new earbuds. It's like, you know, I really do need a new pair of earbuds. Let's see what they've got. And I went to a one vendor who I'm going to be doing a review for, um, hopefully sometime this month for my Mac, Where she was just so, um, so sure of her product that her product was the best you could possibly buy that you bought them, Hmm. you know, because she was just so, and it wasn't, how do I put it? It wasn't um, like sales hype or anything like that. It's like, she knew I have the best product you're going to find here and here's why and let me prove it to you. Hmm. And it's funny because she said to me, she goes, you'll be back. And at the end of the day, I said, hi, you told me I'd be back. And I'm back. So she has um, headf- uh, she they're, they're earbuds. One is for specifically for the iPhone because it has the controls. And one is not. So I bought the set for the iPhone. And then she gave me a, the lesser expensive set to review. Hmm. So, Because hopefully this month I'll be able to get that written and posted to my Mac. But so far, I really like them.
0: Now, what I know there was a big buzz, at least for, on some of the iphonography um, forms that I'm on, that, you know, iphonography was a big thing at Macworld. Dan yes. Mark Alina, um, I guess, had, you know, um, a, t- a talk. I don't know if he taught any workshops there, but it seems to me um, that was pretty exciting. I would have loved to have, have been there for that, definitely.
1: There was a lot of of um and i didn 't go to these booths, but there was a lot of using your iPad and your iPhone in the workplace, so they were selling apps that were definitely business related that you know you and I would not be buying as as consumers, but if we were running our own business mm-hmm. and had employees working for us that these would be interesting interesting apps to use for our businesses there were, there was just a lot there there was um there was a person that, and I don't know exactly what they were doing because I didn't stop at this booth, but there was one where you put your iPhone on a bow and arrow.
0: <laughs> Are you kidding me? Nope, that was a very popular and what's booth. that supposed to do like when
1: you I'm not sure I didn't stop I don't know if it was for a sportsman I mean actually using your iPhone maybe to line up your target I'm not really sure because I didn't stop, but I know there was a lot of people there. There was a lot of the cases. As usual, yeah. and again, that's another area where um, Vicky and I are writing a review for a case. Now, cases you might go, oh yeah, a case. This this particular booth we went to, the cases were exquisite. I mean, they were they were, you would have loved them. They're works of art. They were I mean to the point where Vicky and I went on Thursday. And we spoke to the people there, sweetest people in the world also. And then on Friday, Owen Rubin came. So I got to meet him, which was nice. And we said, listen, we have to bring you to this booth. We want to show you these cases. And even he was impressed.
0: Do you remember the, um, the name of the, of the? It's
1: Esotericism. Esotericism. Oh. Esotericism. You can go to their website and look. Um, we talked about it. Um... Did you get one for me to review?
0: No. Oh. Thanks. Glad, <laughs> glad my sisters are thinking of me. Oh yeah, hear that, Vicky? They did, I can't even believe it. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're
1: they're beautiful. They have they have iPhone cases. Well, they're actually bumpers, but they're for iPhone, and they have these beautiful iPad cases. They also have a stylus that's a work of art that you that you put on your desk. I mean, this is not something that you throw in your pocket or you just place it in a little loop in your iPad, this is something that has its own stand. Mm. Like like those fancy pens that a lot of people have that have their own pen holders on their yeah. desk. This is just, it was gorgeous. And then they had um, these cubes that were, again, works of art, made out of aluminum and metal. And you just put them, to, they, they interlock, and you can put it on your desk as art. But when you want to use them, you just pull them apart, and they adjust to fit your phone, your iPad, your MacBook, as stands. I mean, just beautiful. They're based in Taiwan. Like I said, we talked to the, one of the vice presidents, and she was just
0: a sweetheart. And it is E-S-O-T-E-R-I-C-I-S-M, because I don't see a website. No. I see someone zazz- no. zazzle. Nope, it's it's ESO ESO
1: TER yep. I-S-M, oh,
0: dot I-S-M. Dot com. Okay.
1: Yeah, just, you know, that's something else that will be reviewed this month. But just, just be able. I've had an iPhone, let's see, June of 2009, I bought my first iPhone. And I've had different cases along the way. Some I've bought. Some I've reviewed for my Mac. This is the first time I've ever had people stop me to say, where did you get that? Hmm.
0: Did you, bu- you I bought, just you bought camper. one from them?
1: She gave it to us to review.
0: Oh, well, well hey, wait back the train up. Didn't I just say, <laughs> did you get one for me to review? And you said, no. So you got one for you to review. Oh. Yes. Yeah,
1: she gave, she, you had to be there. You had to be there. in person. Oh yeah. Sometime.
0: Check out the Suterfuge here. <laughs> Cheapers, yeah. I'm looking and they're about $90 on Amazon. They're about $90. So it's not cheap, It's,
1: it's it's not a cheap product at all. However, when you see it, it is so well made. It has it's just a bumper and there's a little screw on the top, like a watch. Yeah, I see that. I see that. And all you do is you unscrew it, and it's still one piece, but it's um hinged, right. And you place your iPhone in the bottom, and then you just wrap the bumper around it. And then there's like two pieces at the top that connect. And once you squeeze those together, then you twist the knob clockwise. And that seals it. So it's just, it's just a bumper around all four sides. And you still have accessibility to um, the dock connector, the on-off button, the headphone jack, the, you know, etc., and the only the only problem I've had with it is I have a um, charger, a charger in my car, and for some reason it just doesn't want to connect very well with the bumper on. Mm. So it doesn't charge. Because at first I thought my charger had finally. It was like a four dollar cheapy thing I bought on Amazon, but it worked. And it stopped working. But as soon as I took it out of the out of the bumper, and reconnected it to the um, the car charger it charged again. So there must be something in the way.
0: And this is for an but, iPhone 4S, correct? Not a 5? Or do they... It's, it's for, for both. both. You can get it okay. for both.
1: Yep. Yep. I've got it for the 4S. Vicki got it for the 5.
0: Well, I'm looking at this and I have to tell you, as an iPhoneographer, the first thing that would detract it from... You know, I I probably wouldn't purchase it for ninety dollars. The reason being is that because of the bumper, some of the lenses that I have for my iPhone, which I'll be talking about the polarizing lens shortly, um, I think I'd have a hard time, you know, getting those on because the back is plain. You're absolutely right; it is a bumper, so mm. I think I'll stick with my diff case. But mm. uh, you know,
1: yeah, it's just it is a it is a beautiful. It is I mean, beautiful. For anyone who wants. For anyone who wants something elegant, mm-hmm. you know it's it's it's. You can see it's well. You can see the you know on some of them you can see the brush strokes, you know, from when it was painted. I mean, it's just it's just beautiful. Yeah, that sounds that sounds really neat. You know, if you're just the kind of person eh, I just want something to throw my phone into, you don't want this. Mm-hmm. But if you want something that's that's a work of art at the same time, because yes, ninety dollars is a lot of money to spend, but it, it's one of those things where um, y- you're getting what you pay for. It really is a quality product.
0: Well, I don't know. Are you going to upgrade to the, are you due to the upgrade to the 5S this year? I think I'm due in August. Yeah. but There's rumors I'm, that it might be coming out in August.
1: Yeah. I'm probably not going to because I'm, I'm, I'm of the philosophy, if it ain't broke, don't fix it.
0: I'm not of that philosophy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm still running a 2008 MacBook with Snow Leopard. I'm not because it's still it's you know my computer's still working, but you know it works fine. My old iPhone, my three G, my three GS is now an iPod Touch for when I travel.
0: Yeah, I have my three GS. It's really not. uh, I still love a lot of my camera apps in my three GS because they. It, the 3GS reminds me now of a Holga camera. I don't know if you re, know what a Holga is, but it's one of those wow. very analog. It's a plastic camera. It's a toy camera. It's like the Diana. I have one of those as well. But it's basically a film camera. And what was awesome about the Holga, because it was a square format, it was a medium format type of camera, used medium format film, is that because you had um, – it was plastic – that you would get light leaks. I used to have to, like, tape my Holga um, with electrical tape when I was in um, photography school, when I was in college for school, because I would get these, you know, light leaks. It was always, you know, if a, it would fall, it would crack, you'd get more light leaks. But, but that was the serendipity of using a Holga. It had a, it had a plastic lens, so you'd get this fuzzy effect. And I find that... I have that beloved effect with my three g because it 's only a three uh, megapixel camera. I think it was three yeah no it was was it three or five no it was it was three, but it had the autofocus and then of course, the four came out, and they put the tap to focus and they bumped up it to five um, megapixels. But the 4S, when I bought the 4S, so I went from a 3GS to a 4S, and that's when they had the 8-meg, um, camera, the five-element lens, and I love the 4S, but my husband, and it's not that I'm competing with my husband, because no, I'm not, but he bought the 5, the iPhone 5, and I didn't think there was enough, I see, I wouldn't buy the iPhone 5, um, Even though it has, you know, it has a longer screen. I really love the 4S screen. I like that smaller screen. But his camera, although it is better in low light, I think that Apple comes out and really does. This is my philosophy. Nobody else has to, to, you know, uh, ascribe to it. But they seem to do more significant things in my uh, mind or my perspective on the S series with, with the iPhone. So, you know, the 3GS had of course the autofocus and um instead of the fixed lens that the uh 3 and the 2 had, a the 4S came out with a higher meg, uh beautiful 5 element lens, love the camera. And I I'm really anxious to see what the 5S because the 5 it, camera itself is still 8 megapixels. It has a better improved sensor. It has that infrared sensor so it's better for um you know, low-light photography, but I'm curious to see what the 5S is going to have. So, I, if, if it's significant, you'll you'll see me down at the store upgrading. But I don't know what I'm going to do with my 4S. I'll probably... The thing is, is you don't get anything for the iPhones, you know, even on Craigslist. I mean, you can only get, what, maybe 50 bucks for it, because once they come out with a brand new one, you know, they give a discount to the older model. Right. So... I can't have, I mean, we already have like six iPods (laughs) and various. (laughs) So do I. So, so do I. It's ridiculous. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And I still have an original iPod touch. I got it free. I think when I bought this computer, that's when they were still giving away. um, They would still give an iPod. They got an iPod touch and a free printer. Mm -hmm. So I still have that. I still have that one still work i still have my ipod second gen for that i bought in 2002 i paid 500 dollars for 20 gigabytes wow now i haven't turned it on in god knows how long however if i plug it in and charge it guaranteed it will work
0: you know what's interesting is i had the i bought my husband um i think it was the first gen ipod and they came out a few years ago apple did they did a recall on them because there was something with the battery overheating or it could cause fire or whatever, and if you sent it in, if you sent your uh, first gen i i think it was it was it the nano or was it maybe I think it was the ipod nano i, I can 't remember, but if you sent it in, they would replace it with another iPod for you, so I ended up getting the sixth gen, which was a little square nano, and I bought a watch band for it. I love this Nano. I wear it all the time because I have my watch, I have my music, I have my podcasts, everything. The only thing I wish it did do is that, you know, you could just sync it. Um, you didn't have to go on iTunes to sync your music or anything. That's what I would love about it. But Nemo loved my watch so much, he ended up getting the watch band too. He, he, he. I think he um, returned his and got. The Nano, the six gen as well, so it was free and it was. I think it was eight gig they gave you. So actually, I I think my husband was four gig. So I actually got a better, I got more gig on a free this free Nano and it's square. It's sitting and it looks kind of arty, which I like too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I forgot to tell this to to Nemo. I think he had just bought it, and then my husband and I went to Chicago last year, and it was in the museum. Really, there was a display. Yeah, there was. And I don't know. Now you're talking eight months ago, so I don't remember as clearly, but I remember going into the museum in Chicago and they had it on display at one,
0: one of the displays was about technology and they had the nano watch. Well, I know some of the Apple products are at MoMA, you know, the Museum of Modern Art in New Mm -hmm. York City. Um, They have a technology uh, sector and there's quite a few of their products that are there. So, But, you know, getting back on uh, things that work with the iPhone, the iPod, um, Adobe just came out with Photoshop Touch for the iPhone. They have had it for the iPad. I was not a fan as I wrote a really scathing review when it first came out because it was only saving low res. I think it was saving 600 by 600 pixels. And it was really too bad because it did offer a lot of different things, like a Photoshop type app, and they were kind of late to the game, I think, with iOS. But they did—they've had several updates. It is—it is a fairly good app. It is a memory hog. I mean, I will tell you when I use Photoshop Touch on my iPad, um, you know, things get—it's slow and it does crash occasionally. But I—I I can do things on with that app that I can't do with other apps. For example, Extract. To extract something um, like an object from its background, it is absolutely fantastic with this app because you can really get detailed. You can zoom and you can use your finger and you get strands of hair. It's it's really fabulous. Now, that being said, on the Photoshop Touch for the iPhone, it's 499 it's, so it's not a universal app. Um, they, when they came out with it, they did not offer masking. Now, what is Photoshop known for? They're known for their masks. So if people purchase this Photoshop for the iPhone, I'm hoping that Adobe will um, come out and do some updates. And that's one of the things they update because I think people are a little upset about the masks. But it does not support the fourth generation iPod touch. So to let people know that, there's been a lot of complaints. People have been trying to use it on their fourth gen, even though it says it supports it, they can't get the app to open. So before you spend $5, you probably want to wait for an update and see if they'll address that. But it says that it supports mm-hmm. it? I don't know wow. if they've changed that as of right now, That I'm, but yeah. Now, if you're going to do, you know, I know I was going to talk about some photo apps today, but so if you're If you're thinking about three apps that you absolutely would have to have on your iPad or your iPhone, Snapseed is now free because Google purchased it. That is number one because you can do selective adjustments and do your cropping. It doesn't do layers, but it has some fabulous effects in it. I really love Snapseed. I usually do any adjustments in Snapseed first Laminar. Laminar used to be Iris Photo Suite. And if you want to purchase the Photoshop Touch for the iPad, or even if you want to do it for the iPhone and you need to mask, Laminar will allow you to do that. So the developer changed it to Laminar. So it still gives you um, high res. It offers a lot of filter effects if you're into that. But more importantly, it does give you a lot of masking and blending modes, which is great. So if you had those three apps on your phone, you pretty much would have a full, almost a full uh, Photoshop suite, I think, with those three apps. But one app that I really think is great for you know, non- or people that, I guess, want to get into photography... Like say, for instance, I know you have not done a lot of iphonography, Elisa, this would be great
1: zero let 's call it let 's call it what <laughs> it is
0: zero but <laughs> you know the thing is is that you know I think everybody, no matter how creative you feel you are, you always i mean even as an artist, I run up against either a, a blank canvas or a rut with photography i 'm thinking oh i 'm getting so sick of seeing Instagram images and you know, and we 're just so. Um, we live in a society where uh, we're just com- constantly bombarded with, with images. And sometimes it's hard to, you know, come up with a, an original idea or what you want. Not, of course, that there's anything original anymore, but uh, something creative that you want to explore. Well, a developer who is a photographer, um, Noel Chenier, he has developed an app called iPhotography Assignment Generator it He very graciously gave me a uh, promo code for this app, and i've been experimenting with it and I have to tell you it's really a great motivator When you open the app, you come up to a screen and you can set up a daily reminder so say for instance, at nine o'clock every morning, you want to have a little photo assignment, so basically you're taking a you're either an exploring a photographic idea every day or you want to have uh, it, it does a random thing. Uh, but 9 o'clock, you're going to take a photograph. And this app will give you some type of assignment so you can look around, which I think is great because pretty much photography is about training your eye at the strongest way of seeing I'm I'm paraphrasing Edward Weston or Ansel Adams, but it's the strongest way of seeing. And you want to be able to train your eye to really look at things in order to find things that are interesting to photograph. So I like this. I like this app a lot. Um, so you can set that up. You can do a random idea and there, there is a ton of ideas to explore on this app. For instance, um, he has composition, uh, creative thinking, fun with light, uh, photographing people, uh, and within those all these different types of uh, themes he 's broken them down so for instance, like creative thinking he 's broken it down there 's abstract collage, montage, uh, reflections shadows so when you when you select one of those ideas. He actually has some photographs in there that illustrate that particular theme or thought. And then he explains it a little bit more. And then below there is like um, an idea. You can either have a random idea, he'll pick one for you. So if you don't feel like, exploring reflections there'll be a random word that comes up like rocks or water or orange you know so you can think about taking a photograph of something at the orange and you know then that might be a series then you do a small little series of rock photographs so you know in school when you're in college or you're taking a pho- photography course you work in series so i think this is just a very clever app i like the fact that it makes you think about photography and about themes And about working in a series. I I think it's a very well done app. I I would definitely recommend this for people that are starting off with iPhonography, taking photographs with your phone. And you don't want to just take Instagram photos or photos of people or cats or your pets. This will make you start thinking outside the box a little bit. And And he uses his own photos for examples, which I think is a great idea as well. So it gets you thinking and looking at photographs, which is, you know, Always a very good thing. So I think is it's $1.99, and it's, 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 I think, excuse me. There's a free version that you can download to try before you buy, and that just gives you, you know, a, a few ideas. It's 99 cents for the iPhone, and it's two ninety nine for the iPad. So. Oh, there is an iPad? There? There's an iPad version as well. So he's got landscape and nature, for instance. So if you tapped on that. Then there's animals, clouds, flowers, seasons, sunrise, sunset, walk in nature, water, weather. So say, for instance, I selected sunrise, sunset. He has some photographs in there, and he also talks about, you know, um, locking the exposure. So he gives you tips to, to take it. And also, if you select a theme... Below, there's random, so you can have him select a random one. You can go back to home, which I always like when you don't have to hit a back button. You can just go right to home. But there's also tips, and so he tells you about the iPhone camera. He gives you tips on exposure, focus, getting steadier photos, Zoom, camera plus tips, which is great. That's one of my all-time favorite apps, and Instagram tips. So I think there's a lot for a dollar or $3, whatever version you get. If you're using your iPhone a lot, Try the free version, and if you like it, you know, 99 cents, you've got a nice little um, assignment generator for you. And I think, you know, for students, this would be a great app as well, you know. Or if you want to take your iPhonography and make it more artful, you know, thinking about a more artistic sense, I think this could help you out as well. So nice app, very well done, stable app. It's downloaded. I'm
1: looking, at expression. I'm looking at expressions right now. People expressions. Photographing people. Expressions, kids at play self-portrait.
0: And, you know, I appreciate that because, you know, when I was in school and, like, we would get an assignment. And it would be one word, metaphor. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, metaphor. And I, sometimes I would be up all night long thinking about what I could think about for a metaphor. Well... A chair. I mean, you can think of a a chair as a metaphor for life. There's a lot of things. So I think any app that gets you thinking about composition and compositional technique and color and how you're setting up a shot is a good app. You know, because you can, you know, with the advent of mobile photography, you have artists that are really um, doing things on the iPad and the iPhone that you know you really even can't do it on the computer especially with all the fabulous apps that are out there so this allows you to you know have a have a series have a theme and then even think about bringing that into different apps and using it uh, in in a more artful sense so a nice app i'd like to uh, give a bravo to the to the uh, developer for that i think that's nice Because I know people, you know, get hit up against a wall on what to photograph. I I think there must be a million cats on Instagram. So, it's kind of turned me off. Not that I don't like cats. I do. But, you know, just a million photographs of cats. I'm done. Now, what was the other one you called? Laniar? Laminar. Laminar Laminar. used to be iris photo. And it's no longer... Iris is no longer... um, Available in the App Store. What he has done is he's redesigned the app from the ground up, given it a new icon, given it a new name, so it's Laminar. There's a Laminar Express and a Laminar Pro. Now, that to me was not that intuitive because if I'm thinking Laminar Pro, I'm thinking that's the full bodied, full range app, and it's not. It's Laminar Express that if you've already purchased Iris, you should have already had the update and it would update you to Express. But that's the full-featured app is Laminar Express. And there is one, you know, it's for the iPhone and the iPad.
1: So Pro is not more than...
0: No, it's the Express. I know. That's very confusing to me. Yeah. Laminar Pro is 99 cents right now. Oh, that's good to know. That will allow you to do masks, which is nice. So basically, you can take two photos. Like Say, for instance, for example, if you had a photograph that you had taken of text and you wanted to uh, blend that in with a photograph of something else, um, in Laminar, you can do that, which is really nice. You can add quite a few masks. And you have the blending modes. That So for those of you that are familiar with Photoshop, you would have, you know, normal, multiply, um, I'm trying to think of all the blending modes, you know, um, linear burn, color burn, you have all of them. Those are, it's a full-featured um, blend mode, which I like. I'm not finding a Laminar Express. Did he take it down? Right. I mean, that's... It might have been. It's All that's up here is Laminar Pro. Well, the, maybe he took the Express down then. That's good because that was confused. Oh, no. The Pro?
1: That's all I see. Is Laminar Are you on your Pro iPhone Image or your Editor?
0: iPad? My iPad. Let me check out on iPhone. Is it an, it's an iPhone? It's, app? it's both. There's... there's um, okay. Let me look up LAMP. Okay.
1: Under iPhone, there's Laminar Pro, mm-hmm. Laminar for
0: iPhone Image Editor, and Laminar Light. Okay, so Laminar Image Editor would be... I think he has way too many laminar. I just wish. Because that's, that's free right now. Okay, so the one that I have is Laminar for, for iPhone image editor.
1: Oh, it's free.
0: Download grab, it. Now. <laughs> grab it. That's good. Yeah, it says free for a limited time. Okay, only. then listeners, go grab that. And, let me- and it was updated two days ago. Okay. I didn't check that particular one today for, and then Laminar Pro, oh, Laminar Pro, oh, I have, excuse me, maybe that could change too, because I have Laminar Pro now on my iPad. It was Express, so maybe that was changed. Maybe he updated that and changed it, because I have Laminar Pro,
1: and his last update was two days okay. ago. Okay.
0: You know, exactly. a lot of times I just hit update all and I don't. Um, sometimes I have to go back, mm-hmm. but you know, I do think Laminar is nice. At first, I didn't care for it because I was so used to Iris, you know. But when I read some of the reviews, some people had never used Iris because they didn't think it was that intuitive. But he tweaked it. What I like about this developer is he does listen to good and bad and he, um, fix things. And I really like that. And I liked it a lot. I used it, um, Last week, and I like the fact that you know, when you open it up on your iPad, he's got the channels, he's got layers. He's, of course, you have the mask, you can ch- change the opacity, and then right, um, excuse me, on the uh, right side of the screen, you have your curves, so you can, you know, and I love being able to to have curves and he's got shadow highlights that you can you know adjust just the temperature just really really intuitive this is a really strong app and it's one that if you're doing a lot of photo editing on your ipad or your iphone you should have it on both definitely
1: yeah he said in his update which was march 2nd this was one feature that i had personally promised to a lot of iris users switching to laminar we have added the option to apply mask from inside the FX menu. Makes it really easy to apply the filters only to a limited region. This reduces what was formerly a five-step process to literally a two-step process. Yeah,
0: it's it's nice. And there's a guide. So if you've never used um, Iris or Laminar, you know, if you, again, at the very top of the screen, they have a guide. So they have, he, it looks like he has some video tutorials in there and like a quick look. So I definitely recommend it. You know, I like to support developers that really keep keep their – I'm not one about redesigning a successful app, but I think for, with this app, because he addressed some of those issues that, uh, quite frankly, I had an issue with as well, I appreciate that. And this isn't an, even a stronger app, and I really like that. I much prefer somebody that keeps an active interest in their app rather than putting out a great app and then forgetting all about it. And then eventually gets removed from the app store. So, has mm-hmm. been quite a few like that. Now, if you if if you like effects, there's um, there's a there's a couple of uh, really interesting apps, photo apps that have come out in the past month or so. One of them is Color Thief, and again, the developer very generously um, gave me a, a code for this, and I thought Color Thief that that's like a, a You know, all I could think of was like a title for a novel. It's a really Mm -hmm. interesting app. It does one thing, that's it. But what it does, it takes the color scheme out of one photo and applies it to another. So I know that sounds kind of funky, but it's a really cool effect. So say, for instance, you have, you've taken a photo of a beautiful sunset, you know, really deep, deep. And I'm just using this as an example, a deep purplish orange sky and you know there's a deep deep uh, prussian blue foreground well you could open up an app of maybe a still life that you took or you know a self-portrait or a portrait of a cat and you can select that photo and the photo that of the sunset that color scheme will apply it to the photo of the the cat it's just a really interesting concept and I really like it. It's a very well-done app. But, you know, what it does, it does, very, it does very well. So if you have, like, a very muted effect, and he does have some examples already in there. Like, he has a black and white sample, um, a really beautiful, like, a, a peach-colored uh, sample of a water drop. And you can take your camera roll is on top, so you can apply whatever bottom photo, the color scheme, up onto your top photo and save it. So just a really interesting concept, very interesting app. I really like it. And, you know, what this could do is say, for instance, you applied um, some curves and some adjustments in Snapseed um, or Laminar or Photoshop Touch, and you really loved it. And you tried to apply the same type of effect in another photo, and you just couldn't get it right. Well, if you applied it in, the, in one photo, then you could just go to Color Thief, and that would apply that exact same effect to the photo that you want. So it's, it's a really, very nice concept. It's well done. And that is by Yellow Cedar Software. It's $1.99, and I don't think that's on sale. And it is a universal app, so it's good for the iPhone and the iPad, the iPod Touch. Four and a half stars telling you i know how to pick them yeah. <laughs> the other one that i love oh this is like my new favorite app i when i first downloaded it i think i played it played with it oh gosh for hours it's called tangle fx it's by orange cube and that's uh, q u b e it's a dollar 99 it's a universal app it's full res app it has 16 presets it does something, it, it kind of reminds me of fractals, but it's not. It just gives this this electrified effect to your photos. I'm absolutely loving it. I, I, I'm i addicted to it. I can't stop playing with it. Not, oh, that is cool. Yeah, not that I want it in every photo, but you know, if you have a really crappy photo and you don't know what to do with it, throw it through Tangled FX. It's it's really interesting. It has the 16 presets include uh, like swirls um, fibers. It does look like a very fibrous type of effect on these. Um, they have, I think my favorite, I love the black and white etching, but I think it, the high contrast I really like too. That's another one of my favorites. So you can basically, you can use the camera and the app and take a photo, or you can open your photos a copy from the clipboard. And, once you load the photo then you can start applying some of these presets to it and you can fine tune it as well so there's a little on the iPhone there's like a little um, button that comes out on the bottom right it says tune so you can change the gamma the color boost the scale factor if you don't want it quite so strong the effect uh, or the contrast and then when you're finished with it you can you know send it up to instagram or twitter you can email it open it in another app or just save it to your photo library or put it up on facebook i think it's just a really cool it is slow a little bit but you know when you think of the algorithm algorithms that this is producing on a photo i can i can, under- I can understand it but you are also, if you have it full size, which full size for this particular app um, would be 2,048 by um, 1,371 pixels, um, that, that is going to be a lot slower. So they have a preview that goes much faster, and that's 1,219 by 816 pixels. So I keep it on the preview just because it makes it faster. Really cool app. I mean, just a just such a well done app. Just so much fun. That is, that is. Cool. But again, it's something that you can bring. I mean, you can play with this app, and you can um, bring it into another app. And you know, it actually, you could bring it into Laminar and just have this effect on a certain part of the photo. You know, you could mask mask out the photo. So just just really really very cool i also like the webbed effect that they have too and the bloom i I mean there's there's just so many cool little effects on here and each one of those effects gives you know is very very different from the previous one so 16 are very well done so that's another one tangled fx and i think the last one is over hd i don't i'm a font addict i don't know about you lisa but I remember when I had a PC, I actually, it would crash all the time because I think I had like 500 fonts on it. I just, I was addicted. I was, I I don't think I ever met a font except for Comic Sans that I didn't like. Am I the only person who doesn't mind that font? (laughs) Yeah, you must be. (laughs) I think think there's a whole website. I think there's a whole website or a Facebook page about hating Comic Sans. I don't know, but... Um, Over HD is an app by called Go Potluck Inc. And what you do is you basically put text on your photo. But it's, it's hipster text. You know, it's kind of some really neat fonts. So it's very easy to use. They have almost like a little side scroll wheel, you know. So you basically select a photo or you take one. Um, and then you can type in what you want the word to be on your um, on your photo and then you also can select a color and they really have a nice palette of colors, which I like. So, you know, it goes Brown and green. So you don't, you're not just relegated to the simple cream, black and white. And then um, you, you get 27 fonts and they're most of them are pretty cool fonts. And for, I think another 99 um, cents, you can, Purchase through an in-app purchase more fonts, but they're more standardized like, you know, Ariel and Garamond and Baskerville and all of those. Uh, You know, those don't interest me as much as the the slightly more hipster fonts. And then, you you know, you can save it and you can share them through Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram. You can send email. I think you can also even um, do a postcard. So I like this app. Uh, the only thing I wish you could do is do more lines of text than just one line. But sometimes you don't really need that. But what it does, it does well. It's very intuitive, very easy to use. I think this one's $1.99 as well. So mm-hmm. over HD. And I don't know if this no. one goes on sale or, or not. But uh, I think my favorite... I think my favorite um, font on this is Arval Sands. I really like that. It's very clean. No serif on it. And Pacifico. They, they have some really nice ones. This is, this is nice for even if you're sending like a, you know, you want to send someone a photograph and have, you know, like a card. This, this would be a cool. They have some cool fonts on here. Yep, yeah, I like them a lot. And then the last thing um, for me is uh, to talk about I think would be the polarizer um, for those of you that are iphonographers or photographers, you know the value of a polarizer lens. There is no app on it, in the app store that does polarizing and, and you really can't and because what a polarizer is, depending if you get a linear or circular polarizer, it basically with my polarizer on my um, camera is that, you know, you have kind of a um, two, it's, it's like two filters and you rotate one filter to, to kind of line up the lines. And what that does, it cuts down on reflections and glare. So, for instance, if you were trying to take a photograph of somebody behind glass, like through a window, or if you were trying to take some picture of, for instance, koi fish in a pond, the glare from the light hitting that water or the glass, you know, you'd get the reflection with a polarizing lens. What you can do like with my linear polarizer, you can um, turn one of those filters until you don't see any more reflection. So you see the person in the glass without any reflection or you see the fish in the pond without any uh, light glare coming off the water. So it's really great. And the other thing a polarizer does is if you put on, say, for instance, polarizing sunglasses, you know that the colors are really get bumped up. So blue skies appear bluer, grass is greener. So that's one value of having a polarizer lens, especially if you live in a real Bright sunny environment like <clears throat> Dallas, Texas or uh, <laughs> Tucson, Arizona, uh, which was I used my polarizer all the time. I found that Photo JoJo um, had a polarizing clip-on lens for the iPhone, or you can use it on the iPad or the iPod Touch as well. And it was twenty bucks. So I thought, well, for twenty dollars, I can't go wrong. So I ordered it um, around the holidays, and I have to tell you. This is a blast to use. It's just like a little tiny mini polarizing lens. So you can clip it onto your iPhone. Of course, you can't. It doesn't need a case. It doesn't need any magnets or anything. It's just like one of those uh, money clips. So you clip it on your iPhone. If you have a case, you'll have to take it off. But then you can just work that little filter uh, on the outside filter, line it up, and voila. The reflections are gone. Um, You know, the sky is really nice with bluers. I, I really like it. It's, it's the best $20 bucks i have spent for my iPhone in a long time. So I definitely, you know, highly recommend it. So if you want to purchase it, you just go to photojojo.com. And they have all sorts of wonderful um, photo gadgets there for, you know, film photography and digital photography and iPhoneography. And it's uh, photo and then jojo.com. So definitely want to check that out if you're frustrated with uh, this if you live in a sunny environment or even a not so sunny environment but usually it's the sun that causes the problems
1: well suze on behalf of the listeners i want to thank you for helping us spend our money <laughs> not
0: really <laughs> i'm trying try to i try to be really frugal because you know the thing is with <laughs> they're not expensive with ipad apps you know people say oh gosh you know two bucks for an iPad app. And you know, I always think of it, you know, well, I'd rather buy apps than, you know, go to Starbucks because <laughs> it's about the cost of yeah. a cup of coffee. But, you know, when you think of software that we used to purchase for our laptops or for the iMac, you know, like Photoshop, I mean, these really powerful, expensive software applications. And what we get with a 99 cent app if it's well done. I mean, I'm talking about the good stable apps, you know, I think it's money well spent. It really is. And yeah, some of them like color thief only do one thing, but what they do is, is unique and they do it well. So to me, that's the thing. If they do it mm-hmm. well,
1: yep. it's worth the money. Absolutely. That's the way I feel. I'm being, and this is totally off topic, but that's the way I feel about the letterpress game. It was what? 99 cents. Yes. I think, I think, but I play it constantly. And when I say constantly, I mean constantly. As, you know, I'm constantly, I always have a game with my husband and as soon as one of us loses, that person starts the game immediately. So it's just, you know, like I said, it's one of those things where it's only 99 cents, but it it's it's what money well spent.
0: Yeah, and you know, I know there are some, there's been a lot of discussion about people saying, you know, well, you know, the developers are so greedy. Well, you know, once the developers come out with an app and they make their money, uh, unless they have in-app purchases and many of them, you know, don't, but sometimes they can't help but to have in-app purchases, then they make, you know, a little more money off the app. I like to support developers that are putting out stable apps, high resolution apps, apps that, you know, I use. And I am really thankful for the effect that it gives, you know, whether it's to artwork or photography, because originally, like I said, when Paper by 53, who was developed by some ex-Microsofters, when they came out with that app, I was really indignant on the high cost, you know, like, it's a freemium app. So basically, they hook you, it's you download it for free, but it's you know all these in app purchases, but then i'm i 'm thinking of how much enjoyment i I get from it, and it 's an app that I use every day and I think, okay, so it was eight dollars for all the tools, and it was two dollars for the color mixer, so for ten dollars, you know i I never batted an eyelash buying games for you know my son fifty dollar games for the PlayStation three or Right. You know, so I'm thinking I really have to change this whole paradigm of thinking about apps. You know, if they're really – and Paper is a beautiful app. And so you know, Laminar. He did a great job with that app. And, you know, you're not paying for the updates. That's what's amazing, too, is that, you know, we expect a lot from these developers. They make their money, but then we want them to ha- – we want to have free updates. And, you know, sometimes I think – that if they're going to develop an app and try to improve it from the ground up, and if they have in-app purchases, I'm going to support that because I think I, I'm appreciative that they're paying attention to the app. And, you know, I think that for them to keep working on an app to make it stronger uh is just, it, everybody wins. But the, the developer, though, I don't think makes anything from that. And, again... You know, is there going to eventually be something where, you know, you get your first five updates for free? And then after that, do you have to pay for an update? Because I think there's this almost entitlement we feel now with the App Store Mm -hmm. that we should be getting free updates for life on an app. And I've seen some app developers just stop the app or, you know, stop updating it and then they redesign another app and then load that on the app store and i actually can't blame them you know i mean that's that is yeah. a point
1: one password went through that did they?
0: they 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 redesigned i think it
1: was around around new year's christmas somewhere in that area they came out with um, i think it's one password 4 and they charged they they said okay we've given this to you for you know it's totally redesigned mm-hmm. And we're charging. It was $15, but they had it on sale for $8. And this time it's a universal app because I know when I bought it the first time, I bought the iPhone version. I bought the iPad version. I bought the Mac version. The Mac version I still have. I'm not going to upgrade that until I get to Mountain Lion when I get a new computer. But that's going to be a paid upgrade when I finally do buy that. And I paid the seven ninety nine. And it's a universal app for iPhone and iPad, and people were complaining, "Why am I paying for this? You should give me the upgrade." And like they said, we've been giving you free upgrades for how many years yeah. now? Yeah. But we've been we've been developing, we've been, you know, putting out all these upgrades, you know, um, you know, through the years. Now we've totally revamped this. Now, I don't think from the ground up, but it's a totally different interface we'd like you to start paying for it. It's like,
0: okay. I agree, Lisa, because, you know, they have families, they have bills, they have mortgages. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I think there's, what, 750,000 apps in the App Store now, plus or minus. And not all apps make it. You know, for every uh, Angry Birds, you know, that make the, or Camera Plus, you know, that make the developers very wealthy, there's also hundreds of apps that people, you know, probably don't even get the cost of what it took them to, or the hours that, you know, they developed the app. There's many like that. There are also some sham apps. You know, you have these apps coming out, and they're fake apps, they're crap, and, you know, what I really appreciate is many bloggers, you know, um, highlight them right away so people don't get duped by it. But a solid app, you know, granted they have the app store in, you know, all the countries, so they do get a lot of promotion. If it's a good app, they do get a lot of exposure. But I think that that might be something that might be coming down the road because I think this entitlement, I mean, I, when Adobe would come out with a new Photoshop, I mean, I usually upgraded every two versions or so. And it was a chunk of change. We're talking about maybe five bucks, we're talking $3, really? Mm -hmm. And we have this entitlement. I'm thinking we're becoming a little selfish, I think, um, with the app store mentality. Yes. You know?
1: Yeah. And the thing with 1Password, I mean, I can't speak to to other apps, but specifically with 1Password, I had a couple of problems where things weren't working well, and I emailed them for customer support, and I got a response within the hour. And we had to do a couple of emails back and forth, but eventually we found what the problem was. It was fixed, and that was that. I mean, how many companies give you that support? They didn't ask. They didn't charge me for it. They didn't wait a week to get back to me. Within a couple of hours, back and forth, back and forth, problem solved. Yeah. Yeah, so that's something else. Another reason why I'm willing to pay, because not only are you giving me the app that I love,
0: but you're helping me when I have a problem. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the thing is, is that when you reach a certain point, you know, my, I know my kids always ask me, Mom, what do you want? an iTunes gift card. Just give me an iTunes gift card because either there's music I want. When I listen to Pandora, I have found so many. I mean, I've been, I've just been a Nick Cave freak lately. Um, but there's so many, you know, songs that I buy. But apps, you know, there's sometimes when I don't want to, I think, do I really want to buy a $12 app? I'm not sure. So I'll, I'll watch it. You know, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll look at the reviews. Um, I'm not real quick to buy apps. I, I like to look at the reviews. But then I'll buy it. So most of, you know, they're happy. Because I've gotten something I've, I've wanted, and I'm happy because you know I, I love the app. So, you know, I, I just think that we have to be sensitive um, on both on two accounts. Number one, I wish there was a better process for us to report scam apps to Apple and have them removed from the App Store. I really wish there was a better process for that. But secondly, I also think that the public, the general public, and you may agree with me, and if you do, send us a comment, I'll answer you uh, for three geeky ladies, but I do think that sometimes we're feeling an entitlement and we call out greeters for being greedy or, yeah, developers for, excuse me, for being greedy when they add an in-app purchase maybe to a very good app, but they decide to charge for something. But yet they've given us, you know, two or three years of really solid updates. I think that, you know, I really think that uh, we're the ones that perhaps are being a little um, greedy on that, you know. But we need. Yeah, there's got to be that happy medium because I know there's been a
1: lot of talk about real racing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not into those kind of games, so I don't know exactly um, how things work there. But I, I believe one of the things was if you need to get an oil change for your car, It takes half an hour unless you do an in-app purchase. That's the opposite experience. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Of the developer not not doing his in-app purchases in a fair way. That's right.
0: Well, for an example, like, you know, Rovio, who developed um, Angry Birds, you know, they had this – in that purchase that you could buy the eagle so if if you had a really difficult time getting through one of the uh worlds you could get the mighty eagle and he would just knock out all the pigs for you and the thing is though is if you didn't have to buy it every time when you bought the eagle i think you could only use it a certain amount of times but you know but you had the Mighty Eagle. And I think that's fair. You know, I think, I think that's uh, a, a fair way to do things. Like, you know, most of the in-app purchases, at least with the photo apps and with the art apps, it's for tools or it's for effects. It's for brushes. I don't have a problem with that. What I do have a problem is when someone comes out with a photo app and it's really unique. And then, oh... But you have to pay a dollar ninety nine if you want the high res version that's that 's crap i mean i I just delete those apps right off because I, I think that 's insulting. Come out with a high res app and if you want other effects and you you give the user um you know, an opportunity to purchase, like, other filters. But if people are already purchasing an app, they, have sh- they should have every full expectation as, as that app being a full-res app. And that's the other thing. I really wish Apple... Would force developers if they're coming out with photo apps to make them either high res or full res apps. No more low res apps. People have been duped over and over. Those apps aren't good for anything except putting posting a photo to either Twitter or Facebook. You know, and they're useless. You know, you can't print them out. Um, You can't really do much with them. So, gosh, I'm on a soapbox today, aren't I? I
1: was going to say for two people who started this podcast not knowing what to talk
0: about. We had a lot to say. We were going to have a show, everyone, about nothing. Remember that Seinfeld episode? Just about we were going to talk about nothing.
1: (laughs) The show about nothing. So this show about nothing, (laughs) Um, I think it's time we probably wrapped it up. We've gone well over an hour. So hopefully our next episode, all three of us will um, not have any conflicts so that we can finally be together again, as it should be. So listeners, if you'd like to get in touch with us for whatever reason, to agree with what Susay said, disagree with her, show ideas, anything else that you want to get in touch with us about, everything is in the show notes, our emails, our Twitter, and our Facebook page on um, 3geekyladies.com. The number three is spelled out, T-H-R-E-E. We'd love it if you would leave us a review or a star rating on iTunes. We'd appreciate that very much. And on behalf of Suze, I want to say thanks for listening, and we will see you in a couple of weeks. Bye, everyone. Hello, Mark. How are you today? I am doing well. Everyone listen to Not Another Mac Podcast because it is fun. Ha ha!